It's time for Open Line Friday on the Andy Griffin Show. It's your chance to be heard, air your grievances, and take your shot. Only on Open Line Friday on the Andy Griffin Show. Good morning, 10 minutes after 9 a.m. I am Andy Griffin. Thanks for joining me this morning. Lots of fun stuff to talk about. I've, I've got a, a swell of pride in my breast. I feel like uh, I'm proud to be an American today. Sure, there are a lot of things uh, negative that we could talk about, but uh, you know what? Uh, after a great Fourth of July celebration and uh, the president's rousing speech, I thought, you know what? It, it's a good. It's good to be an American right now. I'm going to play just a few seconds of the president's speech if you'll uh, if you beg my or if you'll uh, allow my indulgence here. As we gather this evening in the joy of freedom, we remember that all share a truly extraordinary heritage. Together, we are part of one of the greatest stories ever told, the story of America. It is the epic tale of a great nation whose people have risked everything for what they know is right and what they know is true. It is the chronicle of brave citizens who never give up, on the dream of a better and brighter future. And it is the saga of 13 separate colonies that united to form the most just and virtuous republic ever conceived. On this day, 243 years ago, our founding fathers pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to declare independence and defend our God-given rights. Yeah. Thomas Jefferson wrote the words that forever changed the course of humanity. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. There you go. That is the President of the United States yesterday in his 4th of July, Independence Day speech. And again, uh, you know what? They, a lot of people got a lot of problem with the President. Got, a lot of people got a lot of problem with this, that, or the other thing. But uh, to me, it felt like maybe the most uh, nonpartisan speech uh, that, that President Trump has given as President. And, and I just, I you know, I, I, I was... And I make no secret. I support President Trump. I feel like uh, the I, I'm kind of I kind of uh, am in that group by their fruits. You shall know them right now. The country is is doing well. And as long as the country is doing well, I think, you know what, the, he deserves credit. And uh, and then for him to get up and really give a great speech celebrating America and making America great again. No, keeping America great now. Uh, President Trump, and uh, yeah, I, I love it. Great speech. I'm feeling very patriotic. Nobody, nobody in my family got blown up by fireworks or nothing like that. So, uh, I'm feeling pretty good today. There, there are a couple of topics that uh, I do want to get to today, but you know what? Let's go right to the phone lines. It is Open Line Friday, and Seth is standing by. Seth, how are you this morning? Uh, yes, I exploded uh, all kinds of Roman candles and stuff, and I burned all the weeds around my property last night, and I didn't have to weed whack them. I, I don't know if I believe you because there's too many and it would it would start a big fire, right? Yes, it would, and I would <laughs> never do that. And, and you know, I'm just tongue in cheek here. Yeah. So, uh, is it okay to talk about your sponsors? 
Uh, sure, as long as it's positive, I do. Not, I do not want. To, obviously, I'm not going to say anything negative about a sponsor because they, they uh, make it so that I can do my job. No, I wouldn't do that. Sir. Okay. Good. Okay. Uh, what is the thing I won? Do you remember that? Were you? Oh yeah, that? yeah, yeah. The uh, neurofeedback centers of Utah. Yeah. Okay. And I called in. Uh, I tuned into your show, and I usually don't listen to infomercials because. Uh, I don't like infomercials, but uh, for some reason I called in and I won this thing. And on Tuesday I went and had my brain map. Oh, you did? Okay. Yes, and and uh, I am so delighted that I even have a brain. I was going to say it came out positive then. Yes, it showed <laughs> that there was a there was a brain. Actually, there's nothing to do with the map. They just read electrical signals on my head. Okay. So that I, I really can't see that I have a brain, but they did alpha and beta, and they did all the the frequencies, and they made a a map. And uh, I uh, uh, one of the pre- tell me the names of the presenters that are on the show. It's Greg and uh, 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 Mike. Larry? Larry, 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 Greg and Larry. There you go. They actually okay. changed people a few months ago, but yeah, it's Greg and Larry. All right. So. Uh, after the brain map, uh, they put me in a room. They put electrodes on my head. They had a little dog cartoon thing, a, a standard drawing, and said, look at that dog with your eyes open. And then they took readings for six minutes. And he said, now look in the same direction and close your eyes. And uh, I did it. And I walked out of the um, exam room, and Larry's standing uh, No, uh, Greg is standing there with a pile of papers. Okay. And I and he looks at me and he says, "Have you ever had a concussion?" And I said, "No." And then I thought back to when Billy Zimmerman hit a pop of fly <laughs> and hit me square in the head with a second. I was constant. I was the catcher. I was concentrating on the ball, and he swung a second time. Oh. And connected dead center on my forehead. With a baseball bat? With a baseball bat. Ouch. Knocked me to the ground, sent me to the hospital. They did 16 stitches. Now, when I came in, I had my military cap on and glasses on. And so nobody could see that there was a uh, 16-stitch scar on my forehead. Hmm. So nobody could have gotten any information, and Larry showed me, uh, no, uh, Greg showed me the actual brain map and said, do you see this right here on the top of your forehead? The the energy patterns are reversed. Wow. Okay. And I denied ever having a concussion. But it was, in fact, a severe concussion that required surgery and stitches. Wow, and he was able to find that out without uh, without you even disclosing any of it, huh? Right, and I thought that was sort of a miracle that I'm a psychologist is what my first degrees are in, and, of course, I thought I knew everything I needed to know about EEGs, 
and that they're nice little squiggles on a piece of paper. Sure. Uh, but I didn't know the technology, QED, quali- uh, quantitative and qualitative uh, again. Yeah. and how much information was available by reading the electrical signals. Mm. So, you're- so uh, I start on Monday, and the first attempt is going to be to work on that scar and on the the formation of the reversal of the polarity that's supposed to be in that area, and that uh, the technique, I, I guess, I haven't been through it yet, is that they'll play images like a song or something that I would sing along with, and then at some point in that, uh, or an experience or a movie or something I want to be very interested in, and then the the image would fade or flicker uh, and, and would go off and interrupt it and try to convince the brain to do it a different way. That is that is fascinating. You'll have to keep us updated on on the process and and how it works for you and uh, you, you know because uh, I obviously I mean you, if you've never had it before you you wonder about it you wonder well is this for real how how good is it what what can it tell me so yeah that's something you'll have to keep us updated on. The only bad thing, Seth, was I was able to get my dad on the show and we talked meteorology and geology and you didn't call and I figured the only way you wouldn't call with my dad on the show is if you were pre- Previously engaged, which apparently you were. And, and when was that? That was Tuesday. Yes, I, I was having my brain map. Yeah. And I'm really disappointed. I really did want to speak to your father about both of those subjects because I am intensely interested in weather and in geology. Yeah, he he did he did a really fine job, and it was a pleasure having him on the show. We'll have him, we'll have him back again for sure. All right. Well, yes, and you're correct. If I was not having my brain mapped, which I was so pleased to even have one, <laughs> and and uh, I would have been on the air for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so thank you. And I just wanted to mention to you that uh, the people down there are incredible folks, and they did an amazing job. And uh, I was literally blown away. Now I I've had a similar experience with hyperbarics. Mm-hmm. Okay, I tried it for the first time, you know, was very skeptical, and of course they offered a freebie to try it out, and so when I, when I, when I got out of the uh, chamber, I felt the difference, even in the chamber, saying that this increase in oxygen helps the body function, because oxygen is critical to life. Yeah. Okay, so for, for whatever that's worth, and I will keep you the next appointment, I think, is Monday, and we're going we're gonna to see if we can't correct some of the things that were uh, indicated on this brain map. Awesome, awesome. Thanks, Seth. Good to talk to you today. Thank you, sir. All right, see you later. Bye. Line two, caller, you're on with Andy on the uh, Open Line Friday. How are you today? Hi, Andy. How are you? I'm doing great. What's on your mind? Well, my phone on mine is Seth. Why don't you just make it his show? It's funny after, and I, I'm not interested in, when Mike McGarry was on, he limited these phone calls. He limited them. Okay, right? Yeah. He, he monopolizes the whole show. And well, I'm getting to the point where I don't even want to tune into you anymore. All right. Well, That's I... all I want to say. That's all I want to say. It's, it's ridiculous to have one man monopolize the show when there's other people have other subjects 
talk about. Okay. All right. I appreciate the call. Thanks for calling today. Yeah, you know, and we've talked about it, and and I think Seth knows that we we need to be careful in not letting one caller take up too much time, and and uh, you know, in a lot of ways, it's it's an interesting study in things because it's easier to do this show when you have people calling, and uh, and uh, I think a lot of people support Seth or behind Seth, and they want to hear from Seth, but again, we've got to be a little bit careful in how long. We let Seth talk. In fact, uh, I've actually been in discussions with my with management here about about how long callers should be allowed to be on the line. Uh, we have not arrived at a number, but we're probably looking at between three and five minutes maximum time for any one caller to be on the show. Just something we're working on. If you have some input about that, I'd love to hear from you. Six seven three five eight nine. You can also email me a Griffin. At cherrycreekmedia.com is the website, A Griffin at cherrycreekmedia.com. Uh, there were a couple of news stories today that, that piqued my interest, uh, and uh, we heard from Dave Ross and Dave Ross commentary uh, about another topic. And so uh, these are some things that actually really fascinate me. First of all, let's go to the, uh, the, the kind of little tussle that's going on uh, between the president and the courts about the citizenship question on the uh, census. Of course, census, every four years we do a national census. Uh, the census is due out for 2020. We're going to, uh, you know, and, and I don't have a problem with the census. In fact, I love the census. It gives us uh, updated numbers. It gives you a chance to stand up and be counted. Uh, it gives us an idea of demographics of where you live and, uh, you know, kind of the trends and things that are happening around, happening around the country. I never had a problem with the census, especially since you can fill out the census anonymously. You don't have to give them your name. Uh, you just fill out the census with the, the pertinent information of where you live and, and who lives in your household. And uh, you know what? Maybe call me naive, but I feel like it stays anonymous, and it's it's a great tool to have, great statistics to have. Uh, <clears throat> that being said, in the uh, new census, President Trump has asked that they add the question, are you a citizen, to the 2020 census? Well, the, the courts have ruled, and they said, no, that is not constitutionally necessary to have that on the census. So uh, for now, the question, are you a citizen, will not be on the U.S. census. And uh, President Trump, though, has, and, and, his, and the White House have not given up on getting this onto the census uh, question, questionnaire. Now, it used to be all the way through our country, as long as the census had been around, until the 1960s, that was a question on the census. And it went away, but not, it didn't go away for reasons you might think. It wasn't because people, you were making people feel bad or you were you know, maybe making uh, you know, uh, non-citizens feel like they couldn't fill out the census because of, for fear of repercussions. It went away because in the 60s, there was not an illegal immigration problem. It just wasn't, the question wasn't necessary because 99 out of 100 were, yeah, of course I'm a citizen. Why do I even need to check this box? It makes no sense. So here we are. Let's fast forward to 2019. The president says, you know, we need, we need to put that, because we have a lot of illegal immigrants, we need to put that back on the census. We need people to declare that they are or are not U.S. citizens. And he is receiving a lot of backlash. ACLU, the far left, the snowflakes, if you will, the liberals are like, no, you can't put that on the census. 
And I heard someone on the news, it was last week some, at some point, say, well, if, if we fill out the census and we have a large group of illegal aliens in our area, we won't get as much government aid for our area because they're not going to fill the census out because they're, they're going to be afraid that they're going to be prosecuted. They're going to be deported. I couldn't believe my ears. I'm sitting there going, are you serious? Because if you, if you have a large group of illegal immigrants in your area and you're relying on them to get government aid to help support your area, well, there's a fundamental problem right there. You can't. It's almost comical. It's like, well, yeah, that's the whole reason there should be a question. Duh. Hello. The question should be there so that we can weed out the illegal immigrants. We can send them back to where they belong, to their home countries, and we can take care of some of the reasons we even have government aid. We can maybe lighten it up a little bit. We can pay less taxes. It blew me away that they could not see that. I guess, I don't know, is it a fundamental problem in their makeup? We don't want everybody on government aid. And if the illegal immigrant problem leads to more people on government aid, well, that's the whole thing we're trying to get rid of. I mean, you just made our case for us by making that statement on the news. Wow, if if the immigrants don't fill out, illegal immigrants don't fill out the uh, citizenship papers because they're afraid of prosecution, well, then, you know, then then we're not going to get the government aid that we deserve. We deserve. That's what they said on the news. We're not going to get the government aid that we deserve. Government aid that we deserve. I couldn't believe. I don't know. How do you feel about it? Six seven three five eight nine zero is the phone number if you want to weigh in. It is open line Friday, twenty seven minutes after nine a.m. Again, six seven three five eight ninety is the phone number. Uh, I realize that this is a very conservative town, and so when I say things, a lot of you are like, "Yeah, I agree." And why should I call if I agree with the guy? Uh, but uh, I just sometimes I just think, what in the world are these people thinking that that make these kinds of statements? And I, I'd like to know if you agree with me. Six seven three five eight nine zero is the phone number. We'll move on uh, unless you have something to say right away. We'll move on to a couple of other topics. Uh, easy target: the idiocy that surrounds one former NFL quarterback, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, now. There are some in the media that have suggested the entire thing was a promotional scam, a promotional ploy, rather, from Nike. What happened is they released a a shoe right in time for the 4th of July that had a colonial-era Betsy Ross-style flag on the back. It had the the circle 13 colonies in the the, uh, star field and then the 13 stripes. Okay, and Colin Kaepernick who for whatever reason has become a larger-than-life public figure, Colin Kaepernick, who is a client, a spokesperson for Nike, said, I'm not comfortable with that shoe. Will you pull that from the shelves? And Nike said, ah, okay. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to take them off because we don't, we don't want to make Colin uncomfortable. So they pulled the Nike Betsy Ross shoes for, for Colin Kaepernick. Now, remember, this is the Yahoo who refused to stand for our national anthem because America represents the oppression of African Americans, of black people. 
And now Colin is saying, well, you know, that Betsy Ross flag represents a time when the U.S. had slaves. So I'm not comfortable with that either. Who is this guy? Who does he think he is? This is America. You don't like it here. Get out. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, look, Colin, uh, you're getting paid a lot of money for not doing anything. He's not a quarterback anymore. He's not talented enough to make it in the league. And he's sitting here telling everybody, well, America represses black people. They, they persecute black people. And back in the day, back in the, during the revolution, why, those people own slaves. And so we need to just go ahead and purge our history. Just go ahead and take it out. Just get rid of it all. Get rid of all the statues. Get rid of all the flags. You know, the Declaration of Independence was written back then, and those guys had slaves. Maybe we ought to throw that away, too, huh, Colin? Is that is that a good idea? I know I'm steeped in sarcasm right now, but I just can't believe that Nike would cave to this guy. And there wasn't a whole lot out there, at least by anybody with any money or any poll, said or done about it. Until Arizona, about two, two or three days after Nike pulled the shoe, Arizona, the governor, came out and he said, you know what, Nike wanted to build a big old manufacturing plant in my state. And in order to get them to come here, we gave them millions and millions of dollars in tax breaks. And the governor of Arizona said, we're not doing that now because I don't like the fact that you caved to this, this guy, this racist Colin Kaepernick. And I think it's fantastic. I think it's fantastic. I wish that, uh, you know, I mean, obviously you have to have a, a stake in the game. And in Arizona's case, they had given all kinds of tax breaks to Nike. Uh, but I think it's fantastic that somebody uh, made a stand. And I, I don't know if we have any power in Utah for this type of thing. But, man, I, I'd love for Utah to take a stand as well. Caller, you're on with Andy. This is the Open Line Friday. What's on your mind? Uh, good Morning. Morning. <clears throat> So a few days ago, you mentioned that there was an automobile dealer back someplace or another that was uh, giving away an American flag and a shotgun and a something else. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that story. Yeah. Well, what was the third thing? A the Bible. Flag, shotgun, and a what? A Bible. Oh, a Bible. Yep. And and where was this taking place? It was in Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> Oh, that's true. That's a, I enjoyed that, but I lost sight of the third item. Um, and as far as Kaepernick goes, uh, I, I, uh, I just can't believe uh, some of the things that come out of that guy. Uh, yeah. Anything he, he says, anything that has to do with slavery. Well, he's, he's, uh, uh, he identifies himself as black. Does that mean that when we look at him, he reminds us of slavery, and we should do something about that. Yeah, and that big giant afro that he has. I'm sorry. That that big giant afro that he sports, that hair sticking everywhere, is that is that oh, reminiscent yeah, yeah, of well, slavery as well? Anyway, yeah, when Nike took him on here a couple months ago, I guess I decided right then that's the end of my Nike anything. I buy, and I've asserted that. I buy nothing, nothing that has to do with the Nike people. So, yeah, I'm anyway, with you on that. Thank you for bringing that up, and thank you for clarifying that thing about the auto dealer. I appreciate it. You bet. You bet. Bye. Good to talk to you.
Those that don't remember that story or didn't hear that story, a, a car dealership in Alabama with the purchase of every car they were giving, they called it the God Bless America sale. They were giving away a shotgun and a Bible and an American flag to everyone that bought a car. And, of course, you had to be you know, old enough to buy a shotgun and whatever. whatever. But the bottom line was uh, it was a nice sale. I'm not in the market for a new car right now, but I like I like that idea. And God bless America. It's 9:34 on News Radio 94.9 890 KDX. It's time for Open Line Friday on the Andy Griffin Show. It's your chance to be heard, air your grievances, and take your shot. Only on Open Line Friday on the Andy Griffin Show. Good to be here, July 5th, day after the Independence Day celebration. And, uh, you know, like I said, I feel a little little, uh, little uh, swelling, a little pride in my chest as uh, I consider this great country we live in. I hope you feel that way, too. We've got a caller on the line. Uh, caller, you're on with Andy on Open Line Friday. What's on your mind? Oh, yeah. Hi, Andy. Good morning. My morning. And uh, a couple things. I just wanted to ask you, are you going to give us, like, more more freedom you know mike used to um basically give us um five days a week where we could call in seems like you're only giving us friday to call in well i i really see one of the things that kind of as i took this show over i realized i am not an expert in a lot of things and so i try really hard to get experts in different topics in every day of the week you are welcome to call when we have that when we have the experts on if you you know if you can kind of talk about what it is that 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 is their area of expertise but uh, as far as just the open lines yeah it's just i'm going to stick to friday although on mondays when we have the vibrant you uh uh, thing on at 9 30 i take the first uh, half hour and we take calls on mondays in fact this coming Monday, we'll have uh, have some open lines on Monday as well. Well, just my opinion. I, I I'd like to see see us get our, our freedom back, where we could call in, talk more freely. freely. Okay. But, but but the other subject uh, I wanted to mention was um, I got kicked off of Facebook. Uh, maybe maybe for good. I don't know yet. Um, for what I felt, I I was telling the truth. And uh-huh. I'll, I'll, I'll put it out there, see if people agree with me. Okay. I um, basically said that we're we're having a problem with Pakistani and India towel head doctors, um, MDs, um, not being as good medical doctors as um, European or American or Canadian doctors, and we have them in our in most of our hospitals and they work for less wage and very often they'll misdiagnose someone and, and kill the person and mm. I've, I've seen it happen mm-hmm. and you know I went on to explain about that and apparently some executive at Facebook didn't like it and so anyway I have this ongoing argument now with emails and stuff right. um, and I, I, I know I can prove my point that that um, Maybe they went to med school in Mexico or some island country and or whatever, you know. Right. And a lot of times, if you're low income, you'll get pushed off on it with a, a doctor like that. And luckily, we're still allowed to keep our doctors and we don't have socialized medicine yet. So, and, um, so I just wanted to make that point and 
um, I enjoyed your um, recording of President Trump, and we did have a good fourth. I, he did it. He did it right. He brought he did. The military. He brought some tanks over to the by the White House there and stuff like that. And I thought he did a very nice presentation. He did. All right. Good to talk to you. Thank you for the call today. All right. You, you take care. Appreciate it. You know, he, he brings up an interesting point uh, about Facebook. Is uh, fa- it's so funny because we we have this uh, you know in in America freedom of speech and no censorship, but Facebook is a private entity. Facebook is 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 owned by a guy, and uh, he's a millionaire, billionaire, and uh, Facebook is private. It's it's owned by a private entity. Therefore, they can censor whatever they want. And uh, it's it's kind of interesting, you know, as, as you watch uh, people make statements. I have quite often I have friends who are banned because they use a word, because they use a phrase. It's not even sometimes vulgarity. It's it's sometimes it's a topic that Facebook says I you know I, I'm not going to let you talk about that stuff. It's it's a little bit disturbing, but it is. Keep it in mind, it is a private entity. Caller, you're on with Andy. How are you this morning? I'm fine. I'm just picking up where you left off as far as Facebook is concerned. I think we as Americans don't realize that even though it's a private company, it is not loyal to the United States of America. It has over um, 1.5 billion customers. Right. Worldwide, yep. Worldwide. So we are on the World Wide Web. People think that we are also protected on the World Wide Web with the Internet, and that if anything goes wrong, legally or otherwise, the United States is where you turn to to get some kind of appeasement from that, and that's not the case either. Anything but the World Wide Web, such as Ping, Ping Golf Manufacturing, had their web page stolen by a third-world country somewhere. Really? Somewhere. I didn't know yes. that. And I listened to this um, appeasement trying to get help through Congress, sitting across from Congress, telling of their blight. And in that, the only ones that can mediate anything to do with the World Wide Web is the United Nations. So when you've got 90,000 people with Facebook working for Facebook, the same with Google, you've got youngsters that are just techies. They are the ones that are blipping off you. They're the ones making the decision, and there's no control over them. Isn't that crazy? It's out of it's out of control, and we are naive. We are not the same country because Google owns us, Facebook owns us, Amazon owns us, and they have no loyalty to our United States of America. And I say that because Sunday Puchai, who is the CEO of Google, has an American citizenship and a citizenship in India. His mm. president has an American citizenship and a citizenship in Russia. And they are loyal to the globe and not to us. And it is devastating to hear, but we are not in control. And Congress is learning about these five entities run the globe and us as well, because Google owns all your information that you download an app, read the privacy. You agree, you give up everything you own in that phone belongs to Google. And that's with corporations and everything. So I'm just letting you know, we are naive and wanting things to be fair, not happening anymore. Yeah, great call. Thank you. I, I appreciate the input today. You know, and, and you and you make a good point in that it behooves us. It's it's on our shoulders to not be naive. It's on our shoulders to understand that. Hey, I like I like browsing through Facebook, and sure, you know, you get pictures of your friends, families, and maybe you reconnect with someone that from from high school. You know, for me, high school was thirty five years ago. Uh, 
but but you've got to be aware that this is not reality. Uh, people are going to put people that own these corporations, whether you do a Google search, it's very, very controlled by who owns the company. And uh, if you're, I think the biggest tool, the biggest weapon we can have is to go in with a somewhat skeptical eye, go in with our eyes wide open to the fact that, you know what, it may not be reality. It may not be truth. I know so many people that they read something on the internet that afternoon, they're quote, they're sitting around a water cooler or the family reunion or whatever, and they're quoting what they read on the internet as gospel, as truth. In fact, people in my family do that, and I always say, "Well, you can't believe," and, and that's the old that's the old adage: you can't believe everything you read on the internet. But it it is honestly true. You can't, and and if you are believing everything you read, uh, you're in big trouble. But don't don't believe everything you read. Get a second source. Get a third source, whether it's uh, on the Internet or whether it's uh, on a website that you trust, a news website that you trust, whether it's uh, someone who's an expert on the topic. In fact, for me, that's one of the reasons I like to have experts on this show, because these are people who dedicate their lives to their different areas of expertise. Uh, for instance, last uh, or, or earlier this week, we had Cami Bowker from uh, Global EP and uh, John Taylor from Un- Operation Underground Railroad. And these are people that study, that do this full time, that help rescue people when it comes to human trafficking. And they tell you, they told us here on this show, human trafficking is in Utah. It's in St. George, and it's real. And you don't have a website telling you that it's not. You don't have a website, uh, you know, saying, oh, this is uh, all in your head. You, don't, you We have the actual experts telling us that it's real. And I love that, and I think that's great. And so, again, I think it's on our shoulders to be responsible, to be skeptical, to be realistic, and for crying out loud, don't believe everything that you read. This is Open Line Friday on The Andy Griffin Show. We'll be back after this. Do you- Andy Griffin Show brought to you by Joe Shoney. Joe Shoney is a local loan consultant focusing in on uh, customer service. Received 4.9 out of 5 stars with more than 200 reviews online. Let's read a couple of those. This is Richard in St. George. He said, the people are great and very helpful in the process of buying a home. Thank you so much to everyone at Joe Shoney. Uh, how about Catherine? Catherine's in Enoch, Utah. She said, I always love working with Joe. He always takes care of my clients and gets the loan closed on or before settlement. Always a pleasure to work with. So Joe Shoney is his name. You can look him up online, do a search for Joe Shoney, or you can uh, check out uh, his uh, email address. Send him an email. Say joe.shoney at nafinc.com. That's joe.shoney, S-C-H-O-N-E-Y, at nafinc.com. Phone number is 435-590-6300. This is the Andy Griffin Show. We are uh, down to the last uh, nine or ten minutes, and uh, you've got your chance, though. It's Open Line Friday. Give me a call if you've got something on your mind. 673-5890. Let's go back to the phone line. Caller, you're on with Andy. What's on your mind today? Good morning, Andy. Hi. A couple comments about topics you've talked about. Uh, the first one, you know, the, the thing with Facebook and Google, uh, those are not mandatory uh, uh, commerce that people are required to uh, to use. And right. I hear people complain about it all the time. Uh, I don't have a Facebook account. I don't feel like my life is any less full uh, because I don't use Facebook. In fact, I, I feel uh, some liberation from, from it. 
uh, Google, there's there's a number of search engines you can use. Google is uh, is one. It's the dominant one. Right. Uh, stop using it. Go yeah. to DuckDuckGo, for example, is or one Bing. that I use. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not the Bing is another one. I don't know to what degree they uh, mine your information, but DuckDuckGo does not monitor uh, where you go, what you do. They don't collect information on you. So, if you know if you don't like the fact that Facebook has uh, you know, has restricted your account or whatever, well, quit using it. Uh, believe me, life will go on without Facebook or Google. In fact, it would be a much better uh, society, I think, because of the reasons that you mentioned, Andy. Um, there's so much garbage out there. How do you, how do you know what, what's true and what's not true? And so uh, the easy thing to do is just don't use it. And then to further that, and, you know, I talked about this earlier in the week, now get rid of that stupid handheld computer that everybody carries around is addicted to it, it'll really make your life a lot simpler yeah i i agree you know what one thing uh, i'm unfortunately tied into and maybe unfortunately i don't know but uh, i use my phone a lot for work and i've rarely used it for for personal uh situations in fact my kids know i don't like to talk on the phone i just assume not <laughs> you know you know but but it is integrated into the modern workforce. I, I will tell you that right now. I have to. We post on 890kdxu.com uh, five, six, seven, eight times a day, news stories and things like that. And, and part of that is integrating your phone in, into things. And so I, right now I feel like I'm caught. I have to use it. But I, I can tell you this. I, I don't use it much socially. Yeah, I would say that, that your example is, is a valid one. And most people who use them don't have uh, – uh, tied directly into business. There's a multitude of ways to be able to conduct business. Uh, we used to do it prior to the advent of uh, the smartphone. And, you know, we, talk, we, we really ought to separate telephone from a handheld computer. Every, I'm talking to you on a telephone right now. Mm -hmm. It doesn't connect to the Internet. It's, it's simply a telephone. So and I you, use it as such. Is this a flip phone, uh, like a cell phone, but it's like a flip phone, or what are you using? Yeah, I'm an old guy. I've got a flip phone, and okay, everybody cool. sees it. You know, they that that's your phone. yeah it's actually a telephone and those, that thing in your hand you know and, and i have family every everybody's got one they're all addicted to it yeah. try putting it away for a couple of days and see if you're not addicted i i guarantee you most people would start going through withdrawals after a short period of time but uh yeah the solution is just simply we're addicted to this technology you know everything that's new isn't necessarily good and I would argue that this is something that has infiltrated our society to the point where uh, it's really damaging, and especially to our, our, our young people. And uh, I think that you want to make your life simpler, get rid of your handheld computer, and use your desktop. You can't take it everywhere you go. You can only use it when you're sitting at your desk. It, uh, it'll simplify life. Yeah, you make a good yeah. point. Don't, don't need to throw away technology. And, and real quickly, just to illustrate your point, yesterday uh, we had a, a, a bit of a family reunion, just a family party, basically. Uh, my brothers and sisters and nephews and nieces and things like that. My parents were there. But uh, the only time anyone even looked at a phone during that thing was to share some photos. We had some photos on our phones that we had shared back and forth. And other than that, it was, you know, us sitting together eating together, talking together, and even lighting up a few fireworks together. So that's an illustration for you. Yeah, and that's a great way to use it. People need to, like everything else, you know, in moderation. But a lot of people, uh, it, it's the focal point of their life. Uh, back to the, the topic that you were, uh, the, the census. Uh, do you know why we do a census? Mm, do I do I know why we do a census? Well, I know a lot of it, is, you know, government funding is involved with that, Uh 
I, yeah, I, I don't, where did it come from? Where did it come from? I do not know that. It's a constitutional requirement. Article 1, Section 2 is the requirement to do a census every 10 years. Okay. And the purpose of it was to determine uh, representation in the House of Representatives. That's the purpose of it. And so if you don't know if people are citizens, then how do you know how many legitimate representatives you have in Congress? Right. I mean, it, and you pointed this out. It's, it's asinine that we would not want to know the citizen because people who are here illegally have no legal representation. They have no right to be here. And a lot of folks want to blur that line. And, oh, yeah, yeah, if you're here, you're entitled to all constitutional uh, rights under the Constitution. That's nonsense. And so the, to ask that question, or I should say, phrase it a different way, to not ask that question is to completely uh, nullify the purpose of the, con, uh, the consensus or the census in the first place. Exactly. It, and so, you know, all these people out here that it's really it's, it's a money grab. And by the way, there's nothing in the Constitution that says you're supposed to hand out goodies to the citizens. They're there to protect our liberty, our freedom, and the general welfare. And that's been misused so much. It's, general welfare doesn't mean you get a check from the government. Right. That means the general welfare of the country. And, uh, you know, we, we've lost our way. So We're so far off track, it, it really at times is mind-boggling how we got here from where we started. You're right. And so, you know, that's a question that should be on the, uh, uh, on the census. And the fact that we don't ask it is a great indication of how far off track we are. That's a, that's a great point. I appreciate the phone call today. Uh, exactly, exactly it. We've, we've lost our way. We're fumbling in the dark. And when they don't want us to, when they don't want us to answer that question on a census, it goes against exactly what the census is for. By the way, I, as, as he was talking, I realized I said the census every four years. Obviously not. It's every 10 years. Uh, I got it somehow confused in my little brain uh, with the election. But yeah, census every 10 years in 2020 is our 10th year. We've got it coming up. All right, caller, we're down to about three minutes left. What's on your mind this morning? Okay, I've got a real quick thing to say here. Uh, Talk about off track. Um, As I was listening to the commercial that you, you meaning the radio station, played for AARP, Mm -hmm. um, it's amazing how many people do not understand that AARP is one of the largest supporters of Planned Parenthood that kills the babies, okay? And it's been, I've been a member of AMAC, which is Association of Mature American Citizens, for three or four years now. It's been out there, uh, it's replaced, it has replaced um, AARP. You do not have to support Planned Parenthood by having that yearly membership with AARP, and I I just want to get that out there. So, so many people don't know that. Right. I didn't and, know that. Yeah, I, I, I can believe that. I, I'm senior citizen, and, and so many people will mention, oh, well, AARP, this or that. And I just say, don't you realize you have a choice here? Just cancel this 50 something dollars a year or something like that. Just don't support it. Don't send them your money. You know, don't use them. Um, they kill babies. I just, it's appalling yeah. to me. Me too. So I just wanted to get it out there. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Bye now. Bye. So, so I'm just looking at it and I'm, I'm, I don't know this for sure, and I'm going to do some research on that, what she just said, that AARP is a big supporter of Planned Parenthood. If that is, in fact, true, uh, I will 
I will attempt to never utter the letters AARP on my show ever again. But, uh, yeah, that that is troubling to me. Anybody that's listened to this show knows that I am absolutely 100% against abortion, against baby killing. It, it makes my heart hurt just even saying it. Uh, at great risk. We're down to less than a minute, but I'm going to take one last phone call. All right, you got to be quick, though. We're down to less than a minute. Okay. Um, there is a great alternative to AARP. It's the American Association of Mature, or Mature Citizens, AMAC. Okay. And it's a great um, organization. I joined that, in, and I will never join AARP. They're very liberal. They supported Obamacare. They're not a good organization. All right, good call. Thank you. Okay, thanks. AMAC, all right. AMAC instead of AARP. I love it, guys. And, and, and that's why we have Open Line Friday, so we can get great ideas from uh, folks like you can help us out. And, uh, yeah, if, if, in fact, AARP is very liberal to support Obamacare, supported, uh, you know, the, the pro, pro-choice people, then they don't deserve a penny of our time. They don't deserve uh, even being mentioned ever again. So, uh, all right, we're out of time. Thank you for listening today. It's the Andy Griffin Show, Open Line Friday. It was great talking with you all. You've got it on News Radio 94.9, 890 KDXU. I'll be back Monday. Got some great guest schedule next week. Tune in.